Over 20 years ago, I was injured on the job, which left me with a severe permanent disability. It forced me to discover my true passion and purpose. It wasn't until I started my direct sales business and later became one of the company's gratitude ambassadors that I realized I am a giver, a humanitarian, a cheerleader, and have a deep desire to inspire others. I had no idea it was possible to have a bigger impact until I launched my podcast to inspire others to live their passion, reclaim their purpose, and be open to so many possibilities. I am your host, Candace Snyder, and this is the Passion, Purpose, and Possibilities Podcast. Welcome to the Passion, Purpose, and Possibilities Podcast. Today, we're welcoming back Cami Lehman. She was part of our launch team back on episode seven, where we talked about how Cami transitioned from corporate America to entrepreneurship. So let me tell you a little bit more about Cami. Cami Lehman has been a coach, top leader, visionary, strategist, and trainer in direct sales for over 28 years. Cami left her job in corporate America more than 20 years ago. This is where her entrepreneurship journey began. On March 2nd, 2020, Cami launched a top-rated podcast on iTunes called She's Invincible, which ranked at an all-time high of number 42 in the business entrepreneurship category. She has since helped many others launch their own top podcasts. Cami is the owner of Cami Lehman Coaching and Consulting and the Be Invincible Podcast School. At Be Invincible, Cami teaches entrepreneurs how to launch their own top podcasts and use them to grow their businesses. Welcome back, Cami. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh my gosh, Candice. I am so excited to be back. We had such a great conversation that first time. And just so much fun to be with you here again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You had such a great story. We needed to learn more. So I have more questions for you that I need to have answered. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us a bit about your direct sales business and how that business brought you to what you're doing today and why you're so passionate about it. Oh my gosh. Okay. So that little backstory Uh, I have been in direct sales for 28 years. I had a corporate job for 12 years and um, I transitioned. And in case you haven't heard episode seven, I uh, moved into a direct sales company that was around women and cosmetics. And at the time I didn't wear makeup. I have never sold a thing in my life and I did not like working with women. So Oh, if it was a yearbook, it would say least likely to succeed for sure. (laughs) So the journey was so much fun. I was able to leave my corporate job after just six months of doing both simultaneously. Um, I had a teenager and a toddler, and I was just on a mission to be able to, to have more balance in my life, to be able to still make an executive income, but to have that balance where I could put all of the things that were important to me first and then work, right? It sounds like a dream. Mm -hmm. I wanted to work when I wanted. I wanted to earn what I wanted. I wanted to have the freedom financially. Um, It was amazing. Uh, When I started, this is so fun about this journey. So when I started, I was good one-on-one. I had a pretty powerful position in my corporate job, and but I worked with men. 
So I was pretty strong and a little abrasive and I'm a Jersey girl. So I need to like pull out all the punches here. Uh, now I think I've painted the picture for you uh, and, and really set the path. But um, when I got into this business and it was all women and I just wasn't used to that, uh, but I embraced it and I made a ton of new friends but I was still a little abrasive. So I had to learn that, you know, in direct sales, all these amazing people are like a volunteer army. And if you hurt their feelings, they're going to quit. And so initially I came in like with all of my corporate knowledge, with working with men and making things happen and getting results and like, go, go, go. And people were like quitting. And I'm like, what is going on? Why are they quitting? And it turned out I needed to learn a lot about communication, about personalities, and just those languages about what makes people tick, what makes people connect, how different people need to be communicated with differently, just like languages. Like right now I'm learning a new language and I realize someone speaks to me in a language I don't understand and I look at them like they're crazy. And this is what I had to learn in this direct sales business as a top leader. So that was crazy. But I also wasn't used to like speaking in front of a group. And that was that was really interesting because I was kind of nervous, actually. Uh, and the year that I started was the year of the ice storms. So I started the end of January in 1995 in February. I had this big goal and we had all these ice storms and like all the towns shut down. We couldn't drive. It was a state of emergency. And I literally slung my stuff on my back and went and visited the neighbors on my street because I was determined that nothing was going to get in the way of me reaching this goal that I had set for myself. So that was like the first really crazy thing that happened. But I was nervous about speaking in front of a group. And then what I realized, I'm like, oh, they're all going to be staring at me. But then I saw I put mirrors in front of these women. And the next thing you know, they were only looking at themselves. They weren't paying <laughs> any attention to me. And I was like, oh, I can do this. This is easy. They don't care. They're not looking at me. They're looking at them. So that I really transitioned pretty easily in that sense. And I was able to talk to them because they weren't paying attention. Sometimes I was like, hey, hey, over here, you know, come yeah. back to me. Uh, but it was really interesting and really fun. And, you know, just this past year, I walked away from the leadership part of that business that I had built. And I built a very big organization. And I have to tell you, it was the most amazing thing. I cannot recommend direct sales more for women because of a few things. First of all, it's going to build your confidence, but it's also going to make you resilient because you're working with people and people, you know, they do what makes them feel good. And sometimes that's going to disappoint you. So you're much gonna, personal growth, right? Yes. I mean, it's all about personal growth when it's direct sales. I love that. I love that yes. about the whole concept. Yes. You just, you grow, you learn, you become stronger and more confident. And I love mm -hmm. that about it. Uh, it did that for me. And the joy that I had as a leader was watching that same thing with others. So I had a very big team. I had offspring directors who had big teams and I got to celebrate and watch these women. They came in shy. And the next thing you know, they're grabbing the microphone, right? Pushing you aside. Like yeah. I got this. And that was, that brought me the biggest joy. As I look back now, I would say that everything that I learned I did and I taught, helped me become prepared 
for what I do today. You know, if I hadn't had all that, I wouldn't be a, a coach um, owning my own company. If I hadn't learned all of that and overcome all of those things, I wouldn't have my own podcast. You know, it taught me to communicate. It taught me to have great conversations, make great friendships and build relationships. And I certainly wouldn't have a podcast school today, you know, teaching other women to do the same thing. Yeah. And community, that's another thing that's so huge in direct sales. It's almost like you don't know you needed it until you're in it. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. That is exactly true. I was so busy with my kids and my corporate job. I didn't have time to make friends. You know, I was either at, at, you know, an orchestra presentation, you know, concert with my daughter who played the violin, or I was on a sports field with my son who played every sport under the sun. So if I wasn't working, I was running with my kids. I didn't have time for friends. I didn't have time for that. Uh, when I got into direct sales, I learned how to, to nurture those relationships and I had time for it. And that was a beautiful thing. Yeah. And they lasting friendships, right? Oh my gosh. Even, you know, yes, my team members, I just met with my offspring director in Aruba last month. Oh, nice. we, she was there the same time. So we had dinner with her family, which was amazing. Uh, I have customers from day one that are still my customers that are the, my dearest friends today. And, and that's over 28 years. It, it's amazing. It. Yeah. I love it's that. so great. So great. So I would love to debunk some myths about direct sales. Okay. So can I pick your brain? Oh, I love it. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So here's the first myth. It's a scam or a pyramid scheme. What do you say about that? I hear that so, so often um, that people don't believe it's a real business. Well, I think my first response is if it's a scam that's going to make six or seven figures and give me financial independence and more balance in my life, sign me up for the scam, <laughs> right? Because that's <laughs> what I found is that, you know, hey, if there's a scam out there that can do all that, let me tell you, uh, you know, when I started my business in direct sales, it cost $95 to own my own business. You know, do you have any idea how much the golden arches alone cost if you wanted to start your own McDonald's? Right? Yeah, it is unbelievable the cost to be able to start a company like that on your own. So for, for you to have a business for back then $95, and let me just tell you that pyramid schemes are illegal. So they're actually illegal. So there's True. no way that anyone in the U.S. could be promoting a direct sales business that would be an illegal pyramid scheme. Not possible. As far as scams go, uh, you are being paid very well to sell a product. Uh, and you, you know, in, in my business, we buy the product at, at wholesale and sell it at retail and we put the difference in our pocket. Uh, and so how could that be a scam? Right, right. I, I don't understand. But if it is, I want to share with you about some of the ways I've been scammed. I've earned trips all, to all locations all over the world. I've been to seminars and workshops that should have cost me thousands and thousands of dollars. I've heard top speakers. I've had the top of the top of the company, like the top 10 speak to me and train me directly, including the founder of the company. 
I've earned 15 free cars that I had the privilege of driving for free. Mm -hmm. And I had all the extra money I ever wanted or needed to pay for braces, private school, college, uh, weddings. I mean, you name it. I had that. If that's a scam, sign me up right now. That is amazing. That's amazing. You could do all of that. I don't think people realize what the possibility is when you own your own direct sales company business. It's you know, true. Business for yourself. It's, it's so true. And it gave me everything I wanted, which was that time freedom, that the opportunity to put my priorities in order and have more time with my family. And it gave me all of the relationships, friendships, communication skills, all of the lessons and all of what I just mentioned. So again, you know, scams are not legal. If, if your company or any company that you're looking at, you feel like it's a scam, it, they wouldn't be able to continue. They wouldn't be able to uh, offer the opportunity or scam you, as they say. They'd be reported and shut down. Exactly. So if they're not reported and shut down, I promise you, they're not a scam. And, you know, here's one thing I want to add to that is that these companies already have proven track records. They already have people who are successful and making a ton of money and a huge impact. A couple more myths I would love to debunk oh, with you. Yes. Okay. Yes. So the next one is I don't have enough time. Yeah. That's Tell me what you too. think about that. Well, here's the thing. It, my experience in 28 years has been that when I present opportunities in direct sales to women, they have two, two big objections. One is no time. The other one is no money, right? So, so in life in general, we either have time or money. It's very rare we have both till we get into the top, you know, the top ranks. Uh, but the thing about time is that what I found in my direct sales business is it you, it's like a juicer, right? So in direct sales, you, you it's like having a juicer and a basket full of oranges. How much juice do you want, right? You put your oranges in that juicer and it's going to make as much or as little juice as you want. And that is exactly how time in direct sales is. If you want a little juice, you put in a little time. And if you want a lot of juice, you put in a lot of time. I think that when you look at the big picture, you know, there's different types of people in direct sales. We have the hobbyist, right? So the hobbyist is the one who, who does a few hours a month. So how much do you get paid for a hobby? Usually you don't. Usually hobbies cost you, right? So you may, maybe one of the benefits of being a hobbyist is you absolutely love the product and being a part of the company would let you buy it at a discount. That is very, very important. When you fall in love with the, like, listen, if I could go to Macy's and buy shoes at a discount, I might get a job at Macy's, right? <laughs> so, so you think about that, look at everything that you, the products you love, and it might make sense to do that as a hobby. Um, I believe women should have a backup plan. Uh, I think that we should have at least three to five streams of income all the time. So looking at a direct sales business and time and how that equates, could you do five or 10 hours a month? Right now you're looking at a part-time business where you actually are making money and you're building a solid business with just a little bit of time. 
Uh, and then there's the full-time, right? So when I worked in corporate full-time, I worked 60 hours a week, but in direct sales, you can work full-time and it equates to like 25 to 30 hours a week. So mm -hmm. what is it you want to do? But what I found and what I've taught is that in direct sales, you get this blank calendar. And in that calendar, you get to put in everything that is important to you first. Now, this is different. So listen up. When you have a career, you have to put that in first and then sprinkle the important things around it. But in time, when you have that calendar and you're in a direct sales business, you put your priorities in first and sprinkle your business around it. So you make sure you have a goal. How many hours do I want to work a week or a month? But then you put in your son's soccer games and the sports events and the concerts and the date nights and the, you know, time with your faith and all of those important things so that you have harmony. You have, you get to do everything you love. You don't have to make any sacrifices and you use that time to just work your business and you know what you find? There's more time. There's always more time left over that you get to do those extra things like self-care, right? right? Go to the gym, get a massage, treat yourself to a manicure. So for time, there's no, no, nothing there. I mean, it doesn't take a lot of time. It takes as much time as you're willing to give it. And what I loved about time in my transition was that I was able to give it a little bit of time while I was working simultaneous with my corporate job. But then as I let that go, I gave it more and more. And as my kids got older and they needed me less, I was able to give it even more. So time is that thing that you can just keep adjusting until you get exactly what you want. What a great perspective. I love that because I feel like a lot of people don't realize that you can do a direct sales business. You can make it work for you in, in the time, the amount of time that you have lotted right now. Yes. And it can and always two change. hours a week, two yeah, hours a it, week, right? It could be, it could always be tweaked, right? Oh, oh, forever. I did that. I mean, I could show you, I have, I actually have these time management sheets where I color coded like what I was doing, which is such an important thing. But you know, the, I think, Time, tracking time is like tracking food, right? If you've ever had to be like on a food program where you had to track what you ate, I think you should just carry around a little notebook one day for a few days and write down everything you do. You would be surprised how much time you really have. You know, right. we get sucked into TV, social media, phone conversations, like mm -hmm. all of these things that suck up our time, but they're not giving us a result. They're not giving us a benefit. And if you track your time, you'll see that you have way more than you even think you do. So true. Okay. I have one more for you. One more myth. Okay. So I'll hear people say, I'm not a salesperson. What do you have to <laughs> I say wasn't. about that? Yes. Well, I'm here to tell you, I wasn't a salesperson. The only thing I ever sold before my direct sales company was Girl Scout cookies for my daughter. Cause I'm that kind of mom. <laughs> I, wa <laughs> I, I wanted her troop to win. They, we wanted them to be the best, but I just didn't, I wasn't a salesperson. And in fact, I actually have that like stigma about salespeople. I buy cars now. I didn't have to buy them for all those years, but now <laughs> that I do, I buy them on the phone because I don't like salespeople. I hate to go to the furniture store. You walk in the door and they're walking around following you. Right. And, mm -hmm. and 
Oh, they're trailing me. I hate that. So I get it that you don't like salespeople. Here's the thing. People want to buy, but they don't want to be sold. So how is it that you can promote your product to have it so people do want to be you know, buy it and have access to it, but not be sold. So if you have never sold a thing and sales are not your thing, I want to just challenge you with this question. Have you ever shared a great recipe with your best friend? Have you ever pulled something off of Pinterest, right? We have that now Mm -hmm. Uh, and made this recipe and said, girl, you got to try this. This is the best thing I've ever made. Yes. And when you do that with other products, whether you found a sale at Macy's in the shoe department, are you going to keep that a secret? Are you texting your friends saying, oh my gosh, you got to get to Macy's, right? They're having a big sale. So we share the things that we love and that we're passionate about. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So if you're, if you're not a salesperson, great. Actually, I used to tell people in my business, I hope you're not. Cause then I have to retrain you because, right. right? Because <laughs> we don't do things that way. So they have this thought in their mind, but that's not how we operate. Now, unfortunately, there are some people who are that way indirect sales block them. That's what that block button is for. Uh, and I do that. I actually do that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I will block them if they're, if they come off like that pushy salesperson. And I let them know like, man, you cross the line. I'm going to have to block you now because that's not my style. Um, But you, as long as you are genuine and authentic and you take the time to build that no like, and trust factor and those relationships with people, they're going to be asking you, and this is a good salesperson. They're going to be begging you. How do I get it? How much does it cost? Where, when can I get it? How fast can I get it? That's when you know that you're doing it right because you're not pushing them away. We want to attract them, not attack them, right? So if you're feeling like, oh, you know, I've got to attack these people and give them my elevator speech because this is my only time. No, they're watching you. You need to attract them. They need to see something in you that they love and makes them want to do what you do, makes you the expert in whatever it is you have, whatever product. But the thing that people want is they want results and they want testimonials. So the best thing you can do is not buy my stuff. I'm having a sale. Help me earn my, you know, this or reach a goal. It's, oh my gosh, look, I use this product and look at the result. It's before and after pictures where people are saying to you, I do this all the time. I'm tracking down my friends. They're saying, oh, I lost 13 pounds in four weeks. I'm like, Tell me more about that, right? Not, (laughs) you need to lose weight. You should do this because you could use stand to lose 13 pounds. No, they're sharing their own stories, their own testimonies. And when they do that, they don't have to sell. I'm eating out of their hands. Right. So true. So true. Yeah. And you know, Candice, like, here's what I think. People are buying the products anyway. Why Mm -hmm. shouldn't they buy them from you? You know, you know, they know you, they like you, they trust you at this point. If you're doing it right and you're building those relationships and if they're going to buy it anyway, which I know everyone that are my client base and yours, they buy what we sell. Why shouldn't they buy it from us? Exactly. So thank you so much for that. And I'm sure that that cleared up a lot for the listeners out there. 
I hope so. I hope so. But we could talk <laughs> about so. that all day. I know. <laughs> yeah, there's so much. But I want you to share with us more about your podcast school. Oh, yes. So fun. So the podcast school is called Be Invincible. And this is where we work with entrepreneurs to Mm -hmm. help them to elevate their expert authority in the niche that they're in. So the Be Invincible podcast school is for entrepreneurs. Uh, What we do is we teach, we actually walk you through launching a top podcast and we teach you how to monetize your business to bring your target market to you. So, so much fun. And um, right now we are finishing up the first season and getting ready to start the second season on April 18th. Exciting, exciting. Yes, Yes, I love it. So tell us where our listeners can find you. Sure, so they can find me at camilehman.com. Everything I do is right there. Okay, perfect. And if, you know, you're out there listening, maybe from your car and you don't have time to write everything down. No worries. You can find all the links for Cami and myself in the show notes. So I know that you have a cause that you care deeply about. And I want to know if you could share with us about that cause and the reason that you chose that cause. Oh, I'd love to. Oh my gosh. Okay. So in my direct sales business, uh, there actually is a foundation and that foundation was to, um, help raise awareness and funds for cancers that affect women and also domestic violence, which are two, uh, you know, causes that are near and dear to my heart for so many reasons. Uh, When I decided to step down from the leadership position, I felt that it was no longer uh, really in alignment with my career to continue to be an ambassador for that organization. So I am still involved, but I was kind of thinking in the back of my mind, like, what will I do next? And I was approached uh, on LinkedIn from a gentleman who had written a book and it was a memoir about his wife. And she was at a very young age, she was diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer and he shared her story. She was a doctor and actually at the time of her death, she was the palliative care director at a hospital in New York City. So he wrote this book and he shared his story with me because he saw my podcast, She's Invincible, and he shared like that his story of his wife and, and what she endured and they endured as a couple. And he was like, she was invincible. And so he shared this book. Well, I wanted to have him on my show. My show is called She's Invincible. So I don't have a lot of men on my show. And I'm like, okay, now I got to break all the laws. I had a doctor. So I thought, okay, uh, this is about women, right? And it's about a cause that affects women. So I said, I want to promote your book. So I brought him on. I got a copy of the book. Oh my gosh, I cried a lot through it. Beautiful stories of just uh, love and living your best life ever. And of course, dying. And he introduced me to this woman who is a head of a foundation called Leslie's Week. And Leslie's Week is a foundation that um, is for women and their families 
that have metastatic breast cancer. So I didn't know a lot about it. My dad had cancer, um, but this was a woman thing. And it felt like it was the right thing to kind of replace what I had been doing in my direct sales business with their foundation. So I contact this woman, she's having this big event in New Jersey and I contact her and, um, you know, we had a conversation, which was amazing. And she is an angel and she started this foundation called Leslie's week. And it's like make a wish foundation for grownups. So what they do, I know what they do is they, they raise money. And of course, awareness, um, around metastatic breast cancer and, They take these families, they're able to, we're able to nominate families and they take them to this week long, uh, just, oh my gosh, this excursion to Dollywood in Tennessee, where Dolly Parton owns the the parks and all the things. And they spend an entire week there and they bring in bands and they have, you know, day long barbecues and they have workshops. And, you know, what I loved about it was that they are supporting the women but they're also supporting the children and the spouses. So so they have these fireside chats where the men who've already gone through this are able to talk to the men who are going through it. And it's kind of like a mentoring program where they get to help them prepare and talk through some of those most intimate things that they can't really talk about to their wife and maybe not comfortable talking to other people, but it is amazing and they support the women And the children, of course, as they're going to lose their moms at some point due to this horrible disease. And then the husbands, of course. And I love it. I just love it. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to interview you on my podcast. Her name is Sandra Gunn. Um, I, I went to one of their events, the one in New Jersey, and I was like so I. I literally am so passionate about this cause. So right now I'm actually um, getting donations. I'm soliciting donations for a big event that they're having on April 24th, which is called Brunch for Change. And what we're doing is having this fantastic silent auction at a country club in Maryland where all the money is raised for the whole year to sponsor these women and their families. So this summer... They're going to go and they're going to enjoy this and they're going to learn and they're going to be loved and supported. Um, and I am just so passionate about it. And then again, in, in September, and I think I invited you to this already. Yes, yes. Uh, yes that they're going to have at the Legacy Castle. They're going to have their stage for change. And that was the first big event that I went to. And I have to tell you, they took these women who are, you know, fighting this horrible disease and they made them the experts on the stage. And these women are telling their story about their journey and what they're experiencing. And they're speaking to the researchers and the medical professionals saying, this is what we need from you. You know, you can't fix us, but, you know, uh, just just see us, listen to us, right? Take time with us, ask us what we need. What can you do to help us? And, you know, and what our biggest desires are and how we want to live and how, you know, the life we want to live while we're still here. It taught me so much. It is unbelievable. And I've met so many friends and I have to tell you, it is not for the weak and the coward. I I can imagine. Because, you know, these women are going to die. And, but you know, what really it taught me was we're all dying, right? Right. And like some of us are walking around sleepwalking, thinking we have all this time in the world and I'm 
you know, my new message is like, wake up, sister. You don't have time. Tomorrow could be your last day. You know, don't mm-hmm. wait for a diagnosis to live your best life. Do it now because honestly, some of them, cancer is not going to take their life. Some of them, you know, and I don't want to sound morbid, but we could die in a plane or a car crash or drown or whatever, right? But start living now. Don't wait for that. And that's what I'm seeing in these women. It's I love amazing. that they're speaking up because, you know, we go back, you know, decades ago and women's voices weren't heard. You know, yes. it, it was just like, this is what you have to do. And this is when you're going to do it. And this, and maybe they'll tell you what's going to happen along the way, but didn't really listen to how women are feeling and yes. things that they need in their life right now as they're going through it until, you know, unfortunately they may, you know, die and not make it through, but you know, I'm so glad that you're involved in such a, a cause and so passionate about it. Um, and you're making, you make it helping make an impact, which is so, so important. Oh, thank you. Well, thank and you know, you. this is one thing I want to say about just about metastatic breast cancer is that usually uh, a woman will have it and not know because she's so young that she's not old enough to, to get mammograms yet. So it's, it's hitting women like under 30 or right at the 30 mark. And, you know, we're, we're not, you know, getting mammograms until we're 40, we're getting our first one. And Mm -hmm. so what happens is by the time they find out they have it, they've already had it for a long time. And that's what turned, you know, makes it metastatic is that it wasn't caught early and it's already spread to other places. Uh, And I, I just feel like there's something we need to do about that, but they're, you know, I expected to see like older women, like my age and older, and I'm looking at them and they're the ages of my kids and they have little kids that they're leaving behind and it is devastating. But um, I really hope that, you know, through all the efforts, you know, that we're able to find some something that helps find it sooner. Um, Yeah. You know, yes. They need to start making uh, have mammograms at an earlier age for sure. I think Um, so. And so I'm going to say this to our listeners out there. If you haven't had your mammogram this year or you haven't had it in a while, get out there, get your appointment and get it done. That's right. You got to do it. And it's no fun, but we all have to do it and it could save your life. True. Definitely true. So are you ready for the three P's? I have these three questions I like to ask on this podcast regarding passion, purpose, and possibilities. I am ready. Okay. So here we go. The first one is what is something else you're passionate about that people might not know about you? Oh, so this is so fun. So most people know that I love Aruba. That's like my second home. And uh, uh, last year, actually, I've not even been a whole year. I met a woman who's a police officer in Aruba. And she, I told her, I said, I want to have uh, some connection to the schools and the orphanages in Aruba that I'm so passionate about the island, about the people, and especially I'm really passionate about children. And I'm going to start uh, very soon 
uh, volunteering in the schools and the orphanages in Aruba when I'm there uh, the, for the times that I'm there. So pe- no one really knows that yet because it's still like I'm still in the works of it. But I just really believe that it starts with the children, right? We we need to teach the children. We need to have them believing in themselves and and raising that self-awareness and the confidence. And um, I'm just so excited about doing that in so many ways. And then of course the orphanage, you know, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, uh, why not? I mean, when I wanted to be a nurse and work in the nursery, so now I'm going to be a grandma and I'm going (laughs) to play with the kids in the orphanage and read them stories. And I'm so excited. Um, Cammy, I just love that. It does start with our kids. And, you know, whenever I see, you know, kids that, you know, don't have parents, you know, my heart really goes out to them. And also, you know, just underprivileged kids. Um, I've been able to see that, see and help in, in, in some of the work that I do as well. So I love that. So my next P question for you is what is the definition of purpose for you? Well, I think you said it <laughs> is, is making a huge impact in the world. Uh, if I could have every woman and every girl in the world believe in themselves and the ability to, to live their best life and that they can do anything, that is what, that is what my purpose, I really feel like my purpose is just to empower and inspire and just raise that self-confidence and belief. I think, you know, without that, it it makes it really hard to do the great things that you're put on this earth to do. And I I would do that and just make a huge impact. I love helping others. We all need a cheerleader, right? Yes. (laughs) Yes, we do. Love it. it. Okay. Last question. Is there a possibility or a dream you have that hasn't come to fruition yet? Yes, of course. There's so many. I know there's so many, right? Like there's so much of life. I, I feel like I've done so much and yet there's still so much to do. Um, so my, I have always had this, um, dream. It's been a vision really. I don't even want to call it a dream. It's a vision of, mm-hmm. um, having a, a house on the beach, like getting up every morning and walking on the beach and drinking my tea and watching other people walk on the beach and watching the surfers and the kids swim and all of that. But what it, it turned into was this desire to have multiple residences. Um, I'm in a place now where I'm like, I don't want to be location dependent. I want to have, uh, homes in different places where I can live in different seasons every single year. So Mm -hmm. that is like that one thing that I'm like, that is a possibility. And I see it like, you know, the further you go, the further you can see. And that's where I am right now. So I see that starting to unfold and I see the stage setting for it. And when you asked me, I thought, oh my gosh, there's this one more sign that, you know, it's coming because here we are talking (laughs) about it. So that's it. Multiple, multiple residences where I can just up and go to whichever one I want to go. And of course, most of them are going to be in warm, sunny places. I love it. Love it. So, you know, I'm going to have to have you back on another show because I'm going to have to find out about these things and how they're transpiring, you know, your, your work in, in Aruba and where you've decided to take up these different residences. 
Uh, I, I listen, I'm happy to share, but you know, the fun thing about podcasting is that now we're friends forever. So, so you're going to know because I'll be filling you in (laughs) from time to time. That's absolutely wonderful. So I want to thank you, Cammie, so much for being with us the second time. It's been amazing. And I'm so glad that we met and we were becoming friends and I look forward to hearing more from you. Oh my gosh, Candace, this has been such a joy to have this conversation with you. Such a journey down memory lane about debunking the myths and all of the things. And let me just say thank you, thank you, thank you. It's been such a joy and congratulations on your new podcast. I am so excited for you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed the show, please submit a rating and review and share with a friend. This helps us reach more listeners so we can make a bigger impact. From time to time, we share our reviews live on our episode. Your review could be the next one we share. Please head on over to our website, passionpurposeandpossibilities.co to receive a free gift I am waiting for you. And if you heard something today that truly inspired you, I would love to hear about it. You can email me at Candace Snyder at passion, purpose, and possibilities.co. Thank you again for listening.